We are back here joining you from glorious, windy, overcast eastern Los Angeles. A stone's throw from Alhambra. It's inside LAFC MVP, Max Bretos, Vince LaRosa. Vince, everyone's tired. Players, refs, broadcasters, content team. We're all, it's so much going on, but we have to, we have to push forward. Yes, and the game's... For now until eternity are going to be every three days. It's all hands on deck. This is the all hands on deck episode. And the one where things are okay, but like we're generally not the panic guys. Don't panic. But we will tell you the things we're, we're a little concerned about. We'll look back at the Houston game. Obviously the, the worst loss of the season for LAFC. Two game week this week. Two game week next week. So a lot to play for. For a club that can get right back to the top of the Western Conference with one result. Very special guest Julian Gaines, one of the guys who come up from the LAFC2 with the academy, now uh, starting to earn minutes here with MLS. A very interesting story, which has been littered with injuries, a lot to overcome from mm -hmm. such a young man. He was a mystery to some of you. He's a mystery no more. And also, we learn about Max's uh, phone games. Phone games. Really loves, tennis really, game. Really loves which tennis. Is getting under my chair. But right now, in the words of the great boy band, Menudo. Cambiala las pilas. We're going to change the batteries. We're going to fire it up inside LAFC. MVP starts right now. We're off and running here on Inside LAFC MVP, and uh, we are going to recap the Houston game down in i found out today vince because there were reports that houston is below sea level that is not the, the fact there were some points where it was but it's not below sea level i don't even know where to start with that what were the reports first of all well there was times when it gets hit by hurricanes that sometimes houston would be tracked where it's actually below sea level but it is so not technically if a hurricane slightly which, above sea level which comes from the ocean floods a town then you're now below sea level yes it gets a lot of rain that seems down really there. tacky that seems like a really technicality there i know but uh, I just want to kind and of how talk does that, about but how the does conditions. That how does that pertain to anything that we're going to talk about today? Well, playing in Houston is difficult for a yes. team that's not used to those kind okay. of hot, humid conditions. But we'll talk about the Houston game. They're going to play again Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about the Saturday game against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, that's uh, against one of the hottest teams in the league. But we begin with Houston. Score-wise, worst result for LAFC is they lost 4-zip. So I'm on the road with MLS season pass. I watched that game Sunday night expecting the worst and I know people are like wait what's going on because they're not scoring goals I watched it and I was my initial I obviously falling behind is not going to help and the game felt very wide open which I don't think is going to do LAFC any favors because they are short with injuries they're short now we're going to have some international uh, duty as well but it was a situation where it, it really stretched them out and you want to be conservative there, but you, you can't when you're chasing a game. Mm -hmm. But I was watching it throughout it. I just said, this is a very fatigued group, physically, mentally. There's no rest for the weary coming up here with another two-game week and another one coming up after that. So you've got to find ways to recharge the battery some way. And they will. We're here at training, and there's a very positive atmosphere. We'll talk more about that. But more than anything, we could say, all right, maybe is there a, is there a tactical issue? Is there a technical issue? I go, that is just a team that is... Not the mental aspect of losing the CCL, it takes a while to shake that, but it's also just the the, the body, it's it's tough to keep upright. 
Yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat it because a four nil loss sucks. Like no, no one wants to lose four nil. It is really bad. I'm sure you come off the field is a little bit sheepish embarrassment too because you're like, there's no reason why we should lose four nil. But to your point, it was it that was the type of game that was presented. They get an early goal. I will give Houston credit. I mean, they're they're an interesting team. They're a young team. They like to get out and run. They're uh, clearly their tactic was to switch the ball as much as possible because they probably figured, hey, this team's probably a little bit tired. And and you can imagine if you're an LAFC player, um, and you turn the ball over, and you're like, okay, well, let's counter press, let's get to them quick, and then they immediately kick the ball to the other side of the field. That, after a while, is just going to just zap you. So, in terms of Houston tactics, smart. But to your point, like, I am hearing a lot of people say a lot of things like, yes, they didn't score against Atlanta, they didn't score against Houston. Uh, I know they didn't score in that second leg, but like, those are not all. Those are, games are all these kind of like, they all come back to back, but they're all different, very, very different. One's a final. You got. You can't say anything really about a final and how it pertains to a regular season match. The other is you play Brad Guzon and he goes nuts and has eight saves. I mean, they should have scored in that game. That and imagine how different things would have been if they walk away with a one-settle victory. You're like, right. okay, good. And you're at the top of the Western Conference, which they can be with a victory here against Houston. But, and again, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But that's a game that probably you win. It just so happened you had a great right. goalkeeper. Um Obviously, they're going to work on some finishing, and they, those goals will come, but that was a great performance. Yeah, ultimately, the hope is those things even themselves out. Those games happen. Um, luckily, luckily, it's a 0-0, and you still at least get a point, because sometimes those games happen, and you lose, and then, then you feel really bad, right? But then they go to Houston, and there's some individual errors that probably are down to fatigue, uh, and then, they're, yeah, they're just tired, man. I, I, Look, I, I've I seen think guys on this team that make that, – that are mistakes that are fatigue related that i've watched these guys for years they don't make mm -hmm. those mistakes and i can I, i'm not going to sit here and try and think it's something that it isn't it is what it is that is tired mind tired body well we we're both active internet people and i go on the internet just to kind of see what people are thinking what the vibe is after that game and i'm seeing a lot of people say the talent's not good enough how can the talent keep you near the top of the western conference get you to a continental final in style and all of a sudden it's not in good style enough? yeah it's not good enough. Like, and, and I get it. When we say they're fatigued, they're tired, you're like, well, that's just too simple. I think what we're going to learn from this and what we should all take from this and learn from it in just in the going forward in modern football, I think being energetic and having energy and fatigue is one of, is, uh, should be much higher up the pyramid of what we talk about. And I know we want to talk about tactics because they're more fun to talk about and more nuanced. But I think being tired, a, a, an energetic team can probably take down a tactical team. And when yeah. you're tired, guess what? You can't do a lot of tactics either. I mean, yeah. the tactic when you're tired is what? To sit back and maybe yeah. get on the counter? LAFC does play well in transitional moments. It was interesting to see them in Houston. There was a lot of moments where they had 15, 20 pass sequences. But then they just couldn't get into the box and get that extra yeah. bit. And that looked like tired, again, because yeah. you had guys that Finishing like, is, is, is you have to be sharp to mm -hmm. be uh, able to know when to get that ball off your foot. Because we saw right. those moments where they're right in front of goal, and the goal it wouldn't come off the foot. A, di a Houston defender would come up and slide in or knock the ball away. That's that's sharpness. That doesn't happen. Yeah, and you alluded to it. We we got to sit in. Uh, Carlos Vela came out and spoke. And I think the other thing that we should take from this, that is high up on that pyramid that Carlos referenced, and this has this kind of filters down from tired is the kind of camaraderie that you have. It, when you're not tired, you run a little extra for your teammate. You see a teammate maybe isn't going to cover that ball, so you get 
you get into a different position so you can uh, take care of that beforehand instead of having to emergency defend. And I think that's a little bit of what we saw too, especially when you're saying team's a little stretch. Well, maybe normally there's a guy that can slow down that ball carrier, but he's too tired or his mind's not working right. This is this is not just a fatigue of the legs. Their minds are fatigued. And you can tell, like you said, you can tell they're getting, getting the ball on their feet. And it's like normally it's just automatic or a quick decision. And it's like, Ooh, can I do this? Do, can I judge the distance? Can I get this right? And then maybe just a toe from a defender gets in, and then the whole thing's thrown off. The, the LFC team and the tactics, and not even not the tactics, forget the tactics, the game model of this LFC team is very clockwork, and it's dynamic, and it's fast, and it's almost intuitive. And when you're tired, you can't run physically, and you can't think. There's a lot of confidence in listening to Carlos Vela. It was a breath of fresh air, and he's like, look, this is a bad spot. And he goes, we keep working hard. We keep with our football. And you could see that collective nature with this team because they trust each other because they went through an MLS Cup winning uh, run together. Mm -hmm. They went through an almost CCL winning run. They got to the, the, the final hurdle and they, they ran into a team that was just much better on the day. So there is that trust and you can sense it here. There's not like a, a, a malaise or like, hey, are things different. They're not. Yeah. And listening to Carlos really reassured that. So I'm, I'm really happy he said that. Reading a lot of articles about the trajectory, and people are, you know, obviously talking about LAFC because of this run of form where they haven't won a game and haven't scored a goal. And I was reading every article, and you could see they want to be critical, and they go, well, how can I be too critical <laughs> when I'm looking at this schedule and I look at history where you saw a Toronto FC team who made a final, lost to Chivas in penalties, I believe, and then didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Seattle, who won... The CCL didn't make the playoffs. I mean, there was a LAFC one in 2020, which was a little different. But those are the last two traditional runs. Well, that was the one time the final came at a point when you expect a final to be at the Correct. end of the season. But I was just interesting to read these articles. Everyone's like, wait, this is, well, I don't know. I mean, we, it's too early to, to pass judgment. Now, if, this, if a malaise continues on, then that's a discussion right now. But again, hindsight's 2020. I watched the game after the fact. I was ready to go, okay, what's wrong? Watch it. Uh, that's just a tired group. And... Even the historians are going to come back and say, look, this is, they're still, no one could be critical. You go, this team is so ahead of curve. They're going to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They have games in hands if they, they win a couple, which I'm completely confident that they will do. They'll be there at the top of the Western Conference, or they could still compete for the Supporter Shield. That is all in play. Yeah, Giorgio said it after the game. He's like, it's going to, and he almost kind of alluded to even looking farther ahead and said, it's maybe going to get a little bit rougher before it gets better. But if we're ready in August and September, in his mind, the most important parts of the season leading into the playoffs, then they'll be in the spot they need to be in. Now, I completely understand the point of view of fans is saying, but I don't want to be bad for like a month. And I get it because you're not, you're, you know, this, this LAC is the league, I'm afraid, has, has gone above and beyond and, and exceeded all expectations. And even just them being average feels like they suck. Yeah. Right. Like that's how good this team has been. So I get it. But you're going to have to be, uh, I guess, a little bit forgiving of these guys because the tiredness, and then, yeah, I, I think we need to speak more about that final. Because, like, imagine if you're Inter Milan and Inter Milan had to play a, a league game four days after losing to Man City. Would you? How would you expect them to play? <laughs> That's a great point. Right? <laughs> and, so, and, and so it's not just the, the, uh, how quickly the game came after that, but then you allude to, like, we're doing games every three days for the foreseeable future. Yep. Uh, basically until the middle of July. The CCL, this is a rescheduled game. Yeah. This would have been a great chance to, okay, let's, this would have let's been a get chance our heads to get straight. Head straight. 
let us um, give some time off where it's required. Let's get healthy. But because of their own success, this is the only game on Wednesday. Everyone else is yeah. in the clear. But we saw that with also the Atlanta game. That was a rescheduled game. So this is unprecedented when you see the work um, with what's going on. They'll get some They'll get some time to recharge, but you got to go there. Now, I, w- I would even say if things don't go great this week, if they get maybe two or one point in two games, mm-hmm. obviously that's not going to feel good, but I still wouldn't be like, oh, no. Well, I think you got to wait to see how the game plays out, right? Like if right. they play a game like they played against Atlanta and still get a 0-0, I won't be too upset because I'll, I'll have seen an energetic, entertaining game where they peppered the goal with shots. They And maybe if it just doesn't go in because you're that little bit tired or you just have bad luck on the day, I'm not going to crush these guys. Again, the only two losses on the season. It's hard to crush a team like that. I think you got to look back on it and say Steve Trondolo was 100% correct in saying we've got to go for both because we know there's going to be a drop-off. And they did, and so that's the only reason they're in this position where we're not freaking out, where we're like, God, we're below the playoff line. Like, they're not even close to below the playoff line. Not even close. Very Again, it could be, they would get, if they win, they'd be 29 points with St. Louis City. St. Louis will probably have a better goal differential. I don't want to put the wins ahead of anything here. But that's where they are, ahead of Seattle, mm-hmm. ahead of so many other clubs that didn't have CCL, who haven't had really a, a heavy uh, toll on their shoulders through a variety of competitions. So... Uh, it, it's it's pretty good then, and I, I I look at that Atlanta result because you know Atlanta. That's a good had, team. That's a good team, and they had every reason to run right at LAFC, and yep. they didn't. They were like, we want to we want to get out of here yeah. <laughs> with a, a point, yeah, and we'll lean into our goalkeeper. That was very odd viewing because I was like, why? This is the chance to get him, mm-hmm. and that's the respect I think LAFC certainly have from opponents, and I I would imagine that's what it might look like with Houston, who have not won away. And they, I would say, this is a great chance. Go for right. it. They're not going to go for it. Yeah, Houston's condi- conditions aren't just difficult, but they do actually have the record to back it up, yeah. too. So they, they are that, yeah. making the best of that, right? And I, I would it's say... A good Houston team. Much improved. Houston, they have like 20 new players. Houston is an interesting team. I, I told you, they yeah, remind me right. a little bit of RSL. I like that in, comparison. In the, way, in the way that they play, and they can do some interesting things. And if they maybe, you know, as we now know, RSL has gone out and got Chicho Rongo, that's going to make them more interesting. Houston might need a player like that i think although that it seems like they've got some young guys that that can get at it but it, you and, know and a hector herrera who is bought in he looks yeah. happy he looks rejuvenated like, rejuvenated i mean that was i was like i was expecting hector herrera to pivot out and say i'm nah, i don't like it he gets along with his teammates mm-hmm. he's setting up his teammates he's playing a lot he is huge i've spoken to ben olsen and he's like he is our most important player so this is uh it's a wonderful development uh for this league and it, it adds a lot to this game where we could see Vela Herrera, might see Vela Polito on, on right. Saturday too. Uh, that was unexpected in many ways based on the half season. And, and again, we should have to be very leery about half seasons for club for players at new clubs. Let them get a, a preseason and get into it, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the difference with a guy like Ache Ache. And I would say, I know game state matters because obviously they, they go up a goal, then they get their second goal, and they're kind of okay with it. Yes, it ends up being 4-0, but like, that didn't seem like a 4-0 game. It's not like Houston was just no. running the table and absolutely dominating them in every aspect of the game. Like I said, there was moments where LAFC had 20 pass sequences, and it just didn't quite come off. They couldn't. It was one of those games where it was like the next goal was always going to be so important, and LAFC could never get it to 2-1 to actually make it a game, and then Houston, I mean... Franco Escobar is not going to hit a shot like that again yeah. for probably the rest of his career. Uh, but it's a good goal. Uh, uh, he's both uh, Corey Barrett and Franco Escobar celebrated. I was like, that's fine because they didn't have. I thought Franco, it was such a good goal you celebrate. Yeah. But he he won a, a like championship play, here. And I was now, like, it's another third team that they're on in MLS. So maybe I know. Just so like, that's okay. Eh. Uh, 
but look, it was one zip at the halftime, and then the penalty to Ryan Hollingshead. I'd love to talk about it. There, there looked like there was contact. One I don't of the know strangest, if anyone could have. Is that one of the strangest penalties you've ever seen? It was just like a misstep, and was better. Imagine like he, that's not called, which a lot of refs probably wouldn't have called right. it because you can't. We watched the replay. I, I couldn't tell he, where the contact was. I'm not saying there wasn't. That referee better have been 100 percent sure. That I don't that know how you could say that. I go, well, how are you 100 percent? Maybe he heard something. Yeah, to because it looked like Ryan fouled himself. And That's then, what they said on the broadcast, too. Yeah. He looked like he fouled himself, and then somehow that guy goes down, too. And I agree with you. I, they kept showing different angles, and I was like, well, if they go to VAR, then maybe he's going to have to really rethink it and just, no, not even going to look at it. So I would just so hope maybe he did. I would just hope, respect to I would hope Alex he, he not just saw it, but maybe he heard the click of the heels or something. Yeah. But maybe it was <laughs> Ryan's own heel he was clipping. That's true. So uh, anyway, it, that, it, that's happened. That, but that was you know part of the process, and they kept chasing after two zip, created good chances. Yeah, they never gave it up. Was, and I guess that's the, that's the thing. Four nil sucks. I'm gonna say it again. It sucks. And you could tell the players afterwards. I mean, they were answering the questions like, "But they well, kept this trying is, to score." Like yeah. some teams in Houston, it gets two nil, and you go, "Just pack it up. Let's not even care about it." And they did keep trying despite them being tired. And that goes back to what Carlos said. At yeah, the end, if they were satisfied. It was two zip. Like, all right. Yeah. This game's gonna end two zip. Knowing that you're gonna play them again on Wednesday, let's maybe, save our energy. Yeah, maybe you pack it in. And go, we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them back home. Like, and legitimately, you can actually get them back home because you turn right back around. But I guess it goes back to what Carlos is like. When you find yourself in this moment, you just gotta work harder. I love that about athletes. You know, it, it's about keeping short memories. Don't let stuff dwell. Uh, and the great athletes have such a good grasp of that because if you do let that happen, you're not going to be a great athlete. You've yeah. got to be able to process things and i think carlos vela you know knowing him over these last six years or so i mean he does that uh in bushels he's amazing at that and you know all the great athletes tiger woods michael jordan you know messi they're probably all in that same category but it's not just carlos you see these guys i'm sure you, know, you talk around they're disappointed they know they don't want to take a four zip loss they don't want to lose a ccl final but what is the alternative to uh <laughs> letting that get to you or come back right. We could, you could have, you could have never it. been there yeah. also. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, this is, as, as I always like to say, this is what you get when you decide to play this game. Like, you, you don't get guaranteed championships or trophies. You get guaranteed heartbreak, <laughs> sorrow, losses, yeah. and you have to deal with that in order to reach that next level. Is there anything we're, we're missing about just on the side I mean, me, of the play that we probably should bring up? Um, well, I, would say, I would say, that, I think I said it, the finishing, you just it, it's just got to... Uh, Maybe take a less touch or just say, I'm going to get this on shot. I'm not going to – I want – it's kind of like take the shot and miss it as opposed to not getting a shot off. I think there's maybe something there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I, I I don't know. I can't think of anything other than – Sometimes it's one of those things where you got to you actually got to pull back a little bit because you're like, I'm just going to hit it harder. Stay a little more compact. Maybe yeah, don't get stretched if you can – if that's possible. Yeah. Just try to be a little sharper. And look, the, I'm not worried about – again, this team can't have been flying high – Outscoring opponents in the CONCACAF Champions League 14 to three before the final, and then all of a sudden they can't score. None of them are good. I know, and I know, and I reference it. Chicho Rongo. A lot of you guys are like screaming right now. Well, we never should have lost Chicho. One, it just, it, first of all, it's not. It's a non-starter. Yeah. Okay, the cap is what it is. And I, I've been sharing this with some people that maybe haven't heard it. I know we've talked about it. When a team wins MLS Cup, most guys have bonuses for MLS Cup. What happens to those bonuses is they go to the next year's salary cap. So that is a big reason why a lot of the changes that you are screaming at us going, we don't have the depth we had, we let a lot of guys go, it's because of that. That's an MLS rule. What do you want, to, what do you want, what do you want the front office to do? They, they know about it. 
they definitely sacrificed it in order to get an MLS Cup, and they prepared for the next season knowing they would probably lose guys, but like, there's only so much you can do. And I think what I'm trying to get to is this. Depth has been something that people keep hammering on. And I, I'm going to ask you, as someone who watches more MLS games, how many teams are deeper than LAFC? Genuinely. And injuries are something you can't account three? for. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, was, I did a Real Salt Lake this weekend, and it's weird because they have depth, uh, but it's like depth via LA, uh, Salt Lake Monarchs 2 or, or depth through Academy that guys that they're le- or draft picks that they're leaning into that you call depth that maybe are guys that wouldn't be part of that first team group for LAFC right. that would and have it, to wait their turn. And is that depth? You really have to earn it here. Yeah, because like— And I'm not saying they don't do it at Salt Lake, but Salt Lake by necessity has depth. They use more yeah. players, but it's players that maybe at LAFC— wouldn't be given that chance. They'd say, wait, we're not ready to, to put you in here just well, yet. I look at depth as this. like When the roster is, is what it is, it's fully constituted and everyone's healthy. Because like there, there are guys that are injured now. But just riddle me this. When everyone's healthy uh, and you have a midfield of, let's say, Sifu, Kellen, and uh, Ilya, how many teams can then bring in Timothy Tillman off the bench? Yeah. One? Uh, I mean, not many. Uh, then you, you or, have your front uh, three. Maddie Bogus, yeah, Stipe you Buku your front are three. battling for minutes. You have Vela, Vela, Buanga, Opoku, and you can bring Bogush or Stipe off the bench. There's a big drop-off in a lot of these or clubs. Or center-back. There's so much you can You have Giorgio Chiellini. Like, I just, the depth is there. But, yes, it's going to be tested. And MLS artificially keeps you from having maybe the yeah. additional depth that you really, really should have. I spoke to Garth Lagerway, who's the, uh, the general manager at Atlanta when they were here, and he was like saying, he goes, he's like, yeah, that's what they're kind of dealing with. And every time you win a title, you got to look at your roster and go, we're not going to be able to, to sign these guys. You just won an MLS roster. You have guys that want to make more money. That's just the way it goes in most sports. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are going to just won the NBA champions. Congratulations to Denver. And... These guys, when their thing is, they're going to, whether they're just given more money by the club, but everyone's going to say, I want more money. I'm a champion. That's winning yeah. is part of it. So it's a d- dual-edged sword, right? They, they want more money, but then on top of it, you've already got to pay them the bonuses that get knocked off the cap for the next season. Yeah. How do you deal with that? And so I get, I, and look, the front office has spoken about it a little bit, but they're, they don't want to make excuses for themselves. I will tell you that that is de- detailed right there. That is exactly what they're dealing with, and that's that's a tough one. In a perfect world, you know, like a guy like uh, Seba Mendez, probably keep him. I mean, John told us he wanted to keep everybody. You want to keep everyone. You want to keep Chicho. You want to keep him. Yeah, you're Franco, like, all, right. all of them. He wanted to keep all of them. Just It was just not possible. It's just not possible. So uh, that's the way it goes. By the way, I mentioned how LFC is the only game on Wednesday. Saturday they have a game in Kansas City. It's one of six games. There's normally 14 games. So everyone in Major League Soccer gets to – Yep. You're just listening to the podcast. I'm doing my unwinding look. That's pretty good. You're kind of How long unwinding. could you hold that? I think I could go pretty long. Yeah. Maybe not the hand around my head, which looks a bit odd. A little teapot. Okay, so let's uh, let's move forward. And you talk about the hottest team in the Western Conference? The, the, the Dynamo or Sporting? SKC. Well, let's just talk about the week that LAFC have. Uh, international week. Um, we're training. So Jose Cifuentes uh, is already and Denny Buwang are with their national teams I've left. some other guys have been called up uh, more details on that Aaron Long congratulations going to represent the U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup Aaron Long is the pivot to guys that aren't 100% healthy still dealing with uh, um, a lot of stitches in his head and a head trauma after the collision in the CCL final uh, Timothy Tillman Kellen Acosta still not 100% participating so <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you start doing the math, and it's pretty. It, it's a it's a long group of guys that you could rely on that you can't right now mm-hmm. for a game. We're recording this on a Tuesday that's going to occur on a Wednesday. So uh, that's for two games. Normally, you could sit here and go, "All right, we'll let these guys get healthy. We're not going to, and they're not going to force anyone back that's not ready to go." But you have, especially not you have all of that season, yeah. kind of going against you. Yeah. Well, we said we weren't. Did gonna I miss sh- an injury? There's. We said we weren't going to sugarcoat it. I mean, it's. Um, yeah. Well, Sergi, Sergi Palencia. Sergi Palencia. Is, sorry. Is yes, injured. as well. Um, it's it's gonna be a rough stretch. Um, and, and these guys are gonna, our, our guest Julian Gaines. That's a yep. big reason why he's getting more time. But that's kind of the next man up philosophy. And these guys are gonna have to dig deep. I, I and so that's where I'm saying like I'm not concerned in the fact that. I know that this team is a good team and when fully constituted and rested and without injuries, which every team in the league has to get a little bit of luck with injuries, I know that this team is one of the best teams in the league. But yes, I will acquiesce that for the next couple weeks, it might look average. And for you, an LAFC fan that is used to seeing the, the best team in the league, average is like them being a bottom. It's like them being at the bottom. That's when they need your support. Right. When they need you. By the way, Carlos Vela pointed out, he said, we just get uplifted because we know our supporters are there. He pointed you guys out specifically as inspiring. This is when we know. And I know most of you guys. i got to be honest. I, uh, I look at social media. I don't want to use that as a barometer. I didn't see a, a lot. I mean, there's some people that are frustrated, obviously, for it. But it wasn't at the level. I think people. I think the fans and supporters get it. They know what they've gone through. They put themselves in that position to go, I get it. They don't want to suffer those defeats, but I, I, I tend to think of it. That's because of us. That's because, uh, by the way, Black no, and Gold Weekly. That's an inside joke between me. And yes, you. indeed. Black and, okay, very good, very funny. Black and now Gold Weekly. It. it finally just it rolled around and he got it. Black and Gold Weekly coming out here with the great help of Ulysses Roman, who's here manning the lights and the cameras we'll and the audio. We'll be right back on when, We no, used kidding. your stat about Chiqui Palacios, and we talked about all the minutes he's played. And I want you to, to touch on that because of the demands. And Yuli went even next level with the CCL and MLS minutes that I, we believe Chiqui Palacios has played more minutes than anyone in the league, which is unbelievable. I mean, we don't give this guy enough credit. Uh, he just says, I'll eat these minutes, and that's not the right way to put it, but eat minutes yeah. is a very, you know, in a, in a way where you need man minutes, Chiqui Palacios always has his hand up. But just seeing, um, I know they're playing, they have to play Carlos Vela more than they want to. Right. Yeah, Ilya Sanchez, they're throwing a ton of minutes. Ilya is we're right talking about behind, the older guys. Ilya is right behind Chiki yeah. on that list of minutes. Yeah, Ryan Hollings had logged in a lot of minutes all by necessity. Mm-hmm. And in a perfect world, you get to mix and match, especially in a two-game week. Isn't it weird? In the two-game weeks, we're not saying, uh, how do you balance this? They go, no, all hands are on deck yep. because we don't have all the hands that we would like. Correct. Yeah, I mean uh, – that is a great stat about Cheeky, and we talked about it a little further. He's played about 75% of the minutes he played all of last season, half the time. Wow. It's four, they played 14 games, so they have 20 more MLS games to And again, go. one of these things are not like the other. Minutes in a two-leg final, I, they got to wear on you differently than just an MLS game, even in Houston. It's just different. But, then, but still, there's Cheeky out there running up and down the left flank, taking shots, trying to be as offensive as possible while covering his position. I mean, you're right. The guy... I, I think I wrote about him a couple weeks ago, and I was like, how is this guy not? And I know he was an all-star in Minnesota, and he, he got some love. But, like, consistently when I see people being like, who's the best left back in the league? He's almost never mentioned. Never. It's Kai Wagner. It's always Kai Wagner. Is it uh, Alvaro Barrial, who is at Cincinnati? Or is yeah, he right? look, I mean, the, he's been really good. And though. that goal was incredible. Uh, yeah, I would – normally when people say, oh, this is a Puskas award winner type goal, I'm like, calm down. That's one where I'm like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're good on that one. 
I'm just saying we need a people have to know, do a little research on Fedek Puskas, by the way, when you drop that. Right, I don't people know. Yeah, he. Him? Not that I saw him play. I was before my time. Him and then uh, De Stefano. Learning about both, Stefano. both those players. Uh, one Hungarian, one Argentine. Doing so well in Europe. But those minutes, is it, it's a real barometer, right? It's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, it just it just is. And it, again, it, it's not just the amount of minutes. It's in the truncated period that it is. Uh, and he's still going out there. And like you said, he doesn't really have a choice. But he's still going out there and he's acquitting himself well. And I just, I just think that <sighs> the biggest takeaway we have to have from this is like, the fitness and fatigue that these players go through, and this is a talk about the modern game, isn't it? Right? These guys are playing too many minutes. Uh, Steve said it in his, uh, in his availability. He's like, this is kind of a practice run for everybody because we've never had League Cups before. We have, n- we have absolutely no idea how this is going to affect the players. So if you're coming to me and going, how could they be tired? We have never done this before. Never. So don't tell That's me like- that you know better. When we've never done this before. It's a worldwide thing. I mean, the demands on the players in a in an era of COVID, in an era of a December World Cup, which doesn't apply to all the players, but in, in many ways it does because you have to cover up. But all these guys playing and playing and playing at some point. I mean, I brought up to you because I was talking to some of the officials in my last game, and they're like, you know, we're, we're kind of stretched too. And this isn't the Premier League where there's 10 games a week. It's 14 games mm-hmm. with a lot of midweek. So, I mean... The broadcasters. I mean, I'm not getting my my yeah. nine day nine hour sleep that you I an, usually get. Do you have an oxygen tank next to you <laughs> no. between calls so you can? I felt it. I felt it. There's a place in Salt Lake that uh, it's right by the hotel. Um, I should have known the place, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Franklin Street, something like that. Great Caesar salad and a steak salad. I go there and maybe have a beer. Maybe have a, a beer. Well, it's a beer. It's late. I want to get my sl- and I was like sitting. There. I talked to the other guys. I go, you guys want to go? And they're like, no. And I go, I, uh, I don't either. So I had a, I had an energy bar and uh, I played a couple tennis games on my phone and went to bed in the hotel instead. So uh, <laughs> I was too tired. And, the, and when you're you tired and that uh, and that uh, altitude gets to you, it's a mess. You're like the only person I know that plays games on their phone. I know a lot no, of I'm people the, do, I, I but know, Max no, 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 no. is a big game on. No, 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 no. You no. still play the F1 game? Not anymore. I got frustrated by it. The fact that it. I can call one out game, specifically, I don't I play anything else. But now I play the, the tennis game, uh, and I can't get better, and it's so frustrating. But this is the how the F1 game was. Max used to play this F1 game, and I, he'd be like cursing at his phone. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I don't get it. I have to change tires and fuel up. These guys don't. There's no way I'm going to win this race. How do you remember that? <laughs> because it's just, it sticks out of my brain. Well, I play these guys, and they give you the same amount of points, right? And then the other guy, I have a backhand that's rated 49, and this guy's, and my forehand's a 33. You have to pay money to get that up. I'm not going to pay money. And the guy next to me, who's supposed to be on my level, has a forehand of 70 and a backhand. I go, I'm not going to beat this guy. It's freaking Novak Djokovic. I'm 1970s Vetus Gerolitis. All right. Who? What do we talk about? Let's share line to do it. We, we've got really he- heavy on this okay, segment. Okay, a so quick talk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City, red hot. We'll see that about Saturday. Traveling there. Uh, I would imagine that could be a game where you're like, yeah. you say, all right, well, the Wednesday game is obviously, I think, in the Carolina way. That's a game. Maybe things do well, but they're soaring. Alan Polito scored a couple goals. Uh, they beat Austin 4-1. They, had, mm-hmm. they were the last team to get a victory, and they had five already. So they're yeah. back in those playoff positions. Yeah, their ascent really started with the 1-1 at Bank. And playing them at their place is, is a totally different animal. They they do feed off that crowd. Obviously, the weather comes into play. So it's a, it's a dangerous place to play. And it's just another testament to when you have your players, 
your best players especially, and they're fit and ready, you can do some things in this yeah. league, and SKC is proving it. Imagine sporting fans, how panicked they were, and now they're like, oh, okay. They wanted to fire league. Peter Vermees, who is like the, the mayor of... Yeah, and it's not going to happen. It's a weird league. We all know that. We all know about the ebbs and flows. Maybe it will change one day, but right now it is what it is and so enjoy, uh, it. We move. enjoy it don't get too don't let it bother you too much if there can be a bad patches because there will be the best clubs in the history of this league have had bad patches yeah bad down the hatches don't don't go on social media just watch don't the games on. talk to max yeah. and i you'll be fine we'll be right back here on inside lafc mvp our special guest the hard-working the man who's overcome so much julian Gaines, will get his thoughts about dealing with injuries and starting to break through with the first team Welcome back inside LAFC MVP with special guest Julian Gaines. Now, when you think of LAFC 2, you probably think they're all local kids. They're not. Julian joins us from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. I'm very fond of Austin, Texas. Why? Because of uh, Waylon Jennings okay. and Willie Nelson. And the Texas Playboys, uh, Bobby Duncan. This is way – I know. Yeah, I was going to say Julian. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson, you probably know that. I, I love all – I, I know that name. I don't know that. Not a Waylon Jennings guy. I don't know that. I don't know that. Do your homework, that. man. What's going on? You should have prepared for the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll go for a uh, ride later. We'll listen to some <laughs> I'm a big fan uh, of Austin. But anyway, just a little we'll, – we'll get into your story here. But uh, but just – this is a, the club identified you as someone they brought. You came in from, from Texas, and now you're uh, – you came with Vegas, and then eventually LFC2, and now – Blink is the first team minutes. Yeah. Not too shabby. Hey, I mean, it was something I worked for for a long time, you know. So once I got that opportunity, it was just all about trying to prepare for that. And so I think uh, I was able to do that and in front of my family in Texas. So it, it was it was great. So was your great. was your whole family there at, there at the game in Houston? My my parents were, my cousins, some aunts, and oh, then right my on. two sisters. So yeah, it, it was it was great. And that's something. Um, sorry, not to sidetrack a little bit, but that's that's like such a cool thing, right? And that's sure. something that you don't know for sure is going to happen, right? right? Your family's like, hey, look, we'll go see you, we'll see you in warm-ups. Right. But they have no idea you're actually going to get in the game. So when you see them. After the game, what were the first like exchanges you had with them? They were they they were so happy for me, yeah. you know, because they've through this entire process of being here have encouraged me every single day. We talk on the phone, so for for that and for them to be there in that moment is 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 amazing, you know. So they were so happy. I gave my mom my game jersey, you know. Aww. Got to. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. So that was great. It's great feeling. She's not gonna wash that anytime soon. She's gonna keep that there. So we're gonna keep that. In a Houston game warranty. A Houston yeah. game. <laughs> that's that's like the, it was so how hot was it? Got on the field, hot, right? humid. You can't, even for someone from Texas, that was hotter than. Yeah, you can't stand outside and not sweat. It, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I imagine when people and let's get your schedule. Like, all right, June, July. Yeah, Houston. Oh, right, ah. you, you want to see Houston at the very top, <laughs> see, or the very back, like, yeah, like get, get it out. Yeah. But then when you, the f lower you go, you're like, this is getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> yep. oh, I'd love to touch on how t how tough it is for families of you guys. We were talking about your brother Mackenzie, who. Mm -hmm was with Austin, so the family gets to see him. Mm -hmm. And then Charlotte picks him in the expansion draft, yeah. so they're obviously not going to see as many games there. Right. But that is uh, – it's tough for the family. We spoke to Aaron Long, who's never played in front of his, his family. He's 30, wow. and he got this chance this year. It's very special. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very special. And then, I mean, I moved away from home at 16, so – you know, how old are you now? I'm 20 now. Okay. And so for a few years, I never played in front of my family for for a long time. You mm -hmm. know, so they would make the trip. Um, they come try come once a year, 
So they came out last year just to see me and then year before that to watch me play. So they try and make it work and, and it's worked so far. But anytime we're, we're close to home, they're, they're trying to make those ones. Right. And you just get to the point to the point where this is not you grow up quickly here. I mean, 20 years old. And, you know, when I was 20, I was, I was still living at home. I was staying in, you know. Well, I, and I think this and you, and you it was an understatement. You said it, it took you a long time time to get back. We'll talk. We can talk. We'll, can you just exactly what the injury was? I know it was a pelvic injury, which yeah. like, when people would ask me, like, when is Julian Gaines going to play? I go, how many people do you know have had a pelvic injury? Yeah, it was. So, yeah, it was a pelvic stress fracture on my oh. right side. And so basically Julian, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it, it was it was very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Something um, I think Steve's once once said you, you managed to hurt something that no one has ever heard of before. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> which was crazy. And uh, yeah, it took, I mean, a little over a year to, you know, mm -hmm. try and get past it. And so it, it was pretty tough, you know. What were the challenges of that? I mean, what could you not do? I mean, it was like even just sitting was painful. Sitting, um, even changing my socks. I couldn't do it like standing up. I had to sit down, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So um, if, I, if I sat too long and got up to, you know, to walk to the restroom, it was, it was painful even to do that. And wow. so um, it was a very, I think, unique kind of injury, to be honest, but you know just i'm just glad to have it past me how you know? long were you were you off your feet like the injury happens and then you, you there's got to be a time period where like you can't really do anything right right it was i think just doing rehab stuff on the table i think that was you know four weeks on its own wow. not doing anything you know and then maybe almost almost two months where i didn't even put my boots on mm -hmm. to see the field you know wow and, and the the club must be saying, be patient, mm -hmm. don't rush back. And you're probably going, I, I, I want. How hard was it to just tell him, go, don't put your boots on. This is a process. How hard yeah. was that? It's so tough. I mean, playing is what I want to do. It's what I've been doing since what, three or four years old. You know, I, I've just been playing football, and so to have it just to be. At one point. I'm not on the p on the field. I'm doing my own things, you know, in the gym and things like that. It's tough because mm -hmm. you don't feel like you're part of the team almost because you're so isolated right. doing your own thing. And um, just because of what football means to me and the way and how important it is in my life, it's just like it's 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 a part of me. And to have that like taken away, it was it was. It was pretty difficult well and especially when your like initial trajectory is i'm sure you when you were initially coming up mm -hmm. uh you had a lot of people being like man you you've, you've got it mm -hmm. and you're thing and you're you know you know you've got work to do mm -hmm. um but you a little bit inside of you is like yes yeah like, i got yeah, it yeah. and then that happens and there, there had to have been a moment where maybe you thought is this is this it no yeah i mean was that something that you had to get over and get past or was that did that never enter your mind no i think because there were some times where i would come back then I have a flare-up. I have to take more weeks off, you know, and it would push the goal further and further away. So there were definitely some days where it just felt so repetitive. And so, you know, I was just like, it's tough to wake up and go do those same things again and again and again, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I just want to be on the field. But this environment uh, at LAFC is so in encouraging, you know. Even I worked real closely with Jason Hahn, head of rehabilitation and he just 
every day I was working with him kept me encouraged and motivated and things like that. And even players on the team, you know, even guys that would come in middle of the season, you know, mm -hmm. they, they would even, you know, they're new to the team, but they're still close to me and just encouraging me. I think that's what really helped is just being here in this environment because everyone's so encouraging. Jason Hahn, one of the funnier people on the staff. Does Jason some great Hahn's impressions. Great. We, should, we should have him on the podcast. <laughs> I was thinking that. Maybe he can't talk about anything because technically it's like patient <laughs> yeah. confidentiality. I know, I know. And Jason Hahn, I mean, he was step for step with uh, Maxime Crapeau after that injury. And just to see the attention uh, that he gives not only to Maxime but to all the players, it really uh, is breathtaking to mm -hmm. see um, just the good work someone does. And obviously this club means a lot to you. They for identified sure. you as someone they wanted, uh, not promising you any – anything on the first team but at the beginning of the year they said this is going to be the year where we're going to lean into the guys that we've developed in our academy that we're using in lafc2 which is a new way to get players ready for a jump to many clubs have done it at, at in, in mass where they've had five or six players come up uh, i think columbus is one that comes to mind uh but uh there's no guarantees but now you've started to not just make it on the field but must be also pretty good to make it to see your name on the 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 game day squad. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, to talk, to tell me a little bit about just to see your name on that list, <laughs> and what the club has kind of said about how you could eventually start sure. seeing more minutes with that first team. For sure. No, I remember the first time I made the roster. It was against Seattle uh, away. Mm -hmm. uh, I called my mom immediately. You feel like you have to play, but <laughs> like, get on yeah. the plane. You're on the bench. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I called my mom immediately. Um, she was uh, driving with my little sister on their way to Houston to visit my older sister, but she was so happy for me. Um, and then as soon as I was done talking to her, I called my dad. He was happy. He told me after that, he called my grandma, he called my uncle, you know. So it, it was very exciting and it's just something I had worked for, mm -hmm. you know, and something I was really pushing for. So to finally have that was just, you know, I think a first great step just to make that roster. So it just helped further encourage me, you know, to mm -hmm. keep working because maybe the next step is to get on the field, you know, so... That's 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 well, you did you did play in Houston, but uh, before that, you go from that to playing a cup game against LAFC's biggest rival, yeah. and you're getting to do it at home. Yeah. So you get to really feel the crowd feel felt what it meant to them. Mm -hmm. um, and you went out there on that right side, and you were like you were giving it to them, and it's their first team too. So I yeah. I would imagine that it's even different because you're like wondering like oh I wonder how they're gonna line up, and then when you see their lineup, you're like uh, that's the starters. Yeah, like what's going through your mind as you're walking on the field? No, I mean. What, what's what's so great is the guys like like Sergi, like Ryan, like Giorgio, you know, these guys that have the credibility of, of being such great players in the league. They just came up to me and they, you know, they were like, just play your game. They're like, look, this is your level. You can play here. And that, that just really helped calm my nerves. You know what I mean? They were just telling me to have fun and play with joy, you know? And so that, that helped me just to find the motivation and the mm -hmm. concentration and just the focus, you know, just to enjoy it. We had Nate Ordaz last week, and I know you, you, you mentioned it in a press conference, but it was something that Ilya told him. And he says, if you play scared, we will notice, but you can't play scared. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that is to, to be on their level. I mean, that's something that I, it's got to be difficult for a young player because you're always, um, I'm like kind of the outsider young here. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
have you have you been able to adapt those moments where you say I belong I, I because these guys tell me I do right no definitely um, I know I've spoken to Ilya too you know or, or even earlier this season just about he was just telling me you know just to focus on what I can control and that's just being out on the field you know just putting in my best effort and then you know the difference between you know the first team sec playing with the second team it's just the speed a little bit more details mm -hmm. and, you know what i mean so just just being in this environment and just it's just so encouraging you know getting more comfortable with the speed and things like that and mm -hmm. you know it's going to take time to adapt but once it does you know it feels real great well and for you right back is not your right your position that you start out playing i mean i'm yeah. sure you now every day you come in you're like i'm a right back uh -huh. like but did you, you probably had to hammer that into your mind like i'm a right back i'm not a striker anymore yeah i'm not a winger i'm a right back so how have you now kind of because you're learning a new position and then like you said it's faster yeah it is how it is, is it how has it been for you I, I i've been enjoying enjoying right back i, I just tried to embrace it you know okay. the, the the new the new position because i was a left winger right you know that's, your left yeah you're not you're not, you're <laughs> it's not cutting. better it's better <laughs> left inverted winger. yeah okay. what do you like about it as as a right back, I mean, definitely here. Um, I mean, first first job is to defend, obviously, but we get to attack also. So you said that begrudgingly. You're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have to. I, that that's the job, main job. But you know, we also get to get forward. So I get best of both worlds, I think. And so it's been it's been real good. And I think also just whenever I was dealing with those injuries, I think it also gave me an opportunity, you know, just to watch players in my position, mm. you know, like like Ryan, Cheeky, Moon, whenever he was here, mm -hmm. you know, players like that. So it's just like to see what is needed in, in a position like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I tried to do. And that's what I still continue to try to do, you know, so. Well, I would imagine it's helpful too that, you know, you said you were a winger and now you're a fullback, but you don't, uh, come in as a fullback in, in a lot of setups where they're like, get to the end line and cross it. Right. Like, no, you get to still do kind of wingery things, exactly. right? Like create, exactly. create with the ball at your feet, dribble. So that's, I mean, I guess that's still exciting for, for you because sure. we can tell when you get the ball at your feet, like you, you want to dribble some dudes, right? Yeah. Like, where yeah, does that yeah. mentality come from? I think, I think watching my brother, okay. honestly, I, I mean, he's, he's who I grew up watching all the time. He's a real one V one type of player. So it's just like, I kind of have that mentality whenever I get forward because I enjoy it. I mm -hmm. enjoy getting forward. I enjoy getting assists. I enjoy scoring goals and things like that. So I think I think just also it comes from being a winger. Also, you know, your job is to just. I had a coach that told me, get into the box, whether it's getting across, you know, right. getting a shot on goal, get in the box. So I think some some of that has translated and. And it's a big a thing right for back. Steve, right? For sure. Box entries are something that he brings up in press conferences with us. He's like, yeah. we track those things. Those mm -hmm. are so it's got to be a directive that you're hearing every day. Yeah, yeah. Have definitely. you seen any Steve videos from his playing days? Yeah, because what about Steve the, is right back? <laughs> he is the gold standard of right backs in this country. No, yeah, I, I've 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 done some. Why are you surprised? Go, hey, I saw you at 2010 <laughs> World Cup. Why don't you take a? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Hanover videos too. I've I've, I've seen so. Yeah, I've watched them. And he's, I mean, they're leaning into you a bit because, you know, Sergi's getting better again mm -hmm. after the injury he suffered. Uh, you know, they put a lot of minutes on Ryan, and mm -hmm. you're the that next guy up, so to speak. Um, what have they kind of told you about your, your change in role? Do you know, just to keep preparing, 
you know, because in any moment, you know, it can switch like that and you just have to be ready to be called upon, you know, so I'm not trying to do anything different than I was, you know, I mean, just staying prepared, keeping focus, you know, making sure I'm doing the right things off the field, too, so that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good on the field, you know, so just just trusting my my ability and then just trusting everyone around me. Can I ask you about your number? I know when you when you come in, like it's like kind of slim pickings when you're like the last guy in, but like yeah. you picked a we number got, that's pretty far available. out there, and it's and it's definitely not the year you were born because no. you know you get a lot of guys that are like they're like 94 and you're like oh yeah. that might have been the year you were born, it's just not you. So <laughs> how did you get that number? Yeah, so I came in and all my favorite numbers were already taken. Of course. So what would be your number one choice? It would have been 17. Okay. Brian Rodriguez had that. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, you weren't getting that. I wasn't gonna get that, and then. So 80 comes from Ronaldinho, uh, him at AC Milan. And he was growing up one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's so entertaining. I think he's so talented and just real skillful. I think he's one of the players I go on YouTube and look at Ronaldinho highlights. So I chose 80 just because he's one of Good my favorite YouTube. players to watch. Yeah, That was the year he yeah. was born. Ronaldinho, right. not you. No. <laughs> yeah. He, you'd be kind and of not Max for, either. You'd be kind of cold for LAFC too at that point. Uh, but hey, I, Julian, it's been wonderful talking to you. I I know maybe your family may watch this, and if the Gaines family want are tuning in, I just want to say your son is an absolute delight. When he was injured, he'd come up to me and Vince and, and greet us and say hello and do those rounds. Very well raised. You did a very nice job with him. We're very proud of him and what I'm sure you are. So uh, if you get the chance to say hi to Julian out around about if you're the LFC fan base, do it. Quality peeps. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, for sure. Inside LFC MVP. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. And two games, we'll be back to recap them and heading towards the uh, the crazy, hazy days of the MLS summer. See you then.